Does this is kitchen it? of yours have a big old bowl of dicks? <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why is that? I don't even want to go into it. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> What do we talk about? I know what we can talk about. Yeah. Facebook. That's a thing. Bought a drone company. Facebook did? Yep. Didn't Google buy one? Google bought one too. Everybody's getting in on the drones. The drone apocalypse is coming. What is Facebook doing with drones? They haven't got any plans as yet. Are they just huge flying like those like thumbs up? So you can do IRL Facebook likes? They could be. That'd be pretty sweet. Every time someone's having a conversation, they're going to put... Uh, microphones all over the place and every time when you go man i just had a great lunch and i'd go oh i like that and it will just fly (laughs) over you (laughs) yeah seven killed in latest facebook like disaster i also read a story about people using drones to smuggle drugs into prisons that's incredible i was just like what what is not to like about drones they're awesome that they're autonomous death machines well there is that um you really want to be picky about it australia is going to buy an arseload of drones. Are we? And keep them in South Australia, I heard today. For the purposes of... To patrol the border. Oh. To keep out the borders. Yeah. Bloody yep. illegals. So we're going to have a fleet of drones policing the oh, SA border. Man. I wonder it's if I can get a job economy. working for the people who run the drones. Whoever they may be. Yeah. You don't have to know who they are. Just say, I would like a job in drones. And because this goes on the internet... It will find its way to them. Can I be analytics. the drone master, please? Do you think it would be some kind of minority report style interface where you just stood there moving drones around the world? No, no doubt. No I hope doubt. so. Probably some sort of, if not, it would be some sort of neural interface where I'm jacked directly <laughs> into 500 drones at any given time and then each of them takes a little bit of my personality yeah. And become sentient. What happens to the one that just gets uh, like your libido? <laughs> <laughs> You'd just be banging all the other drones. Yeah. Just mid-air collisions <laughs> left, right and centre. <laughs> well, you've got good practice because as we're showing here, we do tend to drone on. Oh, <laughs> that was worthy of me saying. That was pretty bad, man. Uh, there was something else I was going to say about the drones. Oh, I've got a friend who's a drone pilot. I thought you were going to just say drone. <laughs> it's like, it's not a friend, bro. Why? He says he loves me. Yeah, actually, I'd hug my PS3 if no one saw. Uh, yeah, so I was talking to this guy at work the other day. Yeah. And he was raving on about his quadricopter drone. Quadricopter? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And I said, oh, what are you doing with that? And he goes, oh, I'm doing the drone certification course or something. <laughs> and he's going to go out and work for Australian Wildlife, National Parks or something like that. Not that yeah. there'll be any of them left soon, but... Um, <laughs> Locked up. Yeah, he's, he's going to help patrol the national parks and stuff with his mad drone skills. Sweet. Yeah. Apparently, barrel rolls. you've got to get a special license to operate them on behalf of a government organisation, though. I would like to think that... People who are piloting drones need to undergo some kind of certification. Look, I would assume that <laughs> given the content of the last 26 episodes of this podcast, yep. that would make a special exception for me. So. <laughs> this guy is all about the drones. Just rock up with a flash drive full of podcast episodes and be like, license. That's it. Just tear it up. Yep. I've got the skills. Could be good. To pay the bills. And then they'll, <laughs> and then they'll just go, you know, look. This, this guy, if the drones go off the rails, this guy says he works for them, but we, th- we think that means that he'll be our inside man. 
suckers. <laughs> and then you just fly in with like a coat made of drones yep. that transport and you from place to place. Scorch the earth. Yeah. Take that. One drone configures into a megaphone. Why not? I don't know. A megaphone drone? <laughs> a dragophone. I don't know. It works. Yeah. So we were going to record last night, mm. but I couldn't make it cause because a tradesman like out of nowhere just rocked up. Is this a thing? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You didn't have an appointment already? See, I was going to ask, like, I owned a house for a while. Yes. And then moved to Melbourne and yes. got back into renting. So much more together than I am. Well. I don't even own a drone. <laughs> <laughs> we did sell the house and use the profits to go overseas and eat burgers. Well, that's pretty cool. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, wanted, I don't know if this is a Melbourne thing mm. or a rental thing. Yep. But, so in this instance, my air cooler broke. I was like, I turned it on and it was like, by cooling, do you just mean more air? <laughs> but when you, and by more air, do you mean pretty much the same amount of air as you've got now? <laughs> and I was like, no, thanks. And it was like, nah. So, <coughs> called the landlord. Yep. Uh, well, real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Many times. Uh, and then you get sort of the, the real estate agent reports, you know, have passed your details on to the dude. Yep. Who will be in touch. Mm -hmm. uh, which in my experience in this flat in Melbourne means that they will ring and say, hey, man, are you home now? I'm like, well, That's sometimes fun. yes, sometimes no. Like, yes, I am. In this instance, like, cool, I'll be there in 10. That's pretty amazing. Like, is that a sufficient, like, I don't know, because in the past I've had to be like, oh, no, I'm not home, sorry. And they're like, oh. Dude, I've, I've never owned a home. I've been renting for, I started renting in 2003. Yeah. So I've been renting houses for 11 years. Mm. I've never had maintenance done. <laughs> I have never had maintenance. I can't say it. When I get to the thing, this little bit of phlegm in the back of my throat, block, I create a glottal sound. Hang on. That's hot. I have never had maintenance. No, nah, I've lost <laughs> it. I've never had work done by a tradesperson yeah. that fast before, ever. No, ever. I, look. Even when this house that we're in at the moment mm -hmm. actually flooded... Lovely. Which is serious. Yeah. Flooded with hot water, which I <laughs> I came running upstairs and saw the water on the floor and it just didn't occur to me that it would be hot water. Yeah. So I just waded into it barefoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hot water system up uh, on the roof had dumped its load. That's very upsetting. Uh, so Both that turn of phrase <laughs> and what actually happened. Scalded feet and everything. Uh, it still didn't get service that prompt. If I saw... That in a sitcom mm. where someone was inflicted with a flood and then mm. the flood was actually boiling. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's funny, but that would never happen. Well, it happened. And then it was yeah, full of drones. Sitting on the chair on the split floorboards, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get this thing where when a tradesman arrives, yep. you're five? Because I just, <laughs> like, I think of myself as a professional person. Mm, there which, are, you know, that yeah. could be argued either way. Exactly. This, uh, my flash drive with all the podcast episodes is me in court trying to lobby for my unfair dismissal case. <laughs> I'm a professional, see? I talk... Oh, actually, no, that's terrible advice. Um, but look, I'm, I'm capable of a number of tasks, yep. many of them video game related. <laughs> I was going to say many of them eating related. Yeah, I could win a trivia competition as long as it was only about the X-Men from 1991 to <laughs> 1997. <laughs> Um, as an aside, I always think I'm good at trivia because I did the whole journalism, general knowledge, lots of pop culture bullshit, think a lot about stuff. I am terrible at it. 
I've they never, do the whole who was the prime minister of Germany in 1432. Yeah, exactly. They're like trick question. There was a by election that year that nobody won. <laughs> it's always I don't know if that's like true. Weird stuff from the other side of the world that I don't even know about. Mm. And then just when I'm like, maybe I'll pull through, I'll have a go. They're like, so anyway, this question is sport. Is sport a thing? I'm like, oh fuck this, and I was gone. But anyway, tradesman rocks up. Yep. And despite whatever artifice I've built in my life at that point, yep. it's just gone. And mm-hmm. he's like, did you turn this on after it stopped working? And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have known that the Who's It gas widget is uh, flat and the widgie fam is broken. And so now you've uh, gummed it all up and I've got to vacuum the Who's It with the thingamablam. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It sounds pretty technical. I didn't mean to do it and I didn't know that I should have, but that's not your fault. That's mine as a person. I should have read something. I don't know. They've got filters in them. Yeah. I know a little bit about air conditioners. Well, yeah. I didn't. He's like, you haven't cleaned the filter. I'm like, I didn't know there was a filter in there. Now you know. I do know. I'm going to clean it every two days. Thanks for educating me, Johnny <laughs> Fridgeman. Exactly. Was but that yeah. his name? Was it yeah, Johnny it Fridgeman? Was. Air conditioning? JF Man, his yeah. name was. But uh, yeah, every time I'm in the presence of someone who's physically able of things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's just super embarrassing because I don't have the tools to even really communicate with them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, can you hand me that? I'm like, I don't know. Can I? Do you <laughs> think I sh- is it? Do you think I should? What if I drop it? Will it break? What if I hurt myself? I don't even know. Do Would you like a press release about it? Do they, have, do they ever mess with you and just go, can you pass me the left-handed screwdriver? Uh, no, I'm aware of that purely because of all uh, this, all that stuff was said to Bruggy when we were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> go and get the sky hooks. Yeah, man. He actually did go and get the sky hooks. Yeah, he was a fairly dumb individual. Yeah. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> hey, man, what's up? Guy we went to school with. What's that all about? I don't know. Some yeah. good observational humour there, maybe. Oh, what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with Melbourne trains? Because that's the other reason we had to cancel last night. Yeah. It's because had my train... We didn't cancel last... La- we should say... If you're at home and you experienced it last night, it did actually happen. That's legit. We, we cancelled our plans. We didn't use our Asgardian powers to cancel the night. Exactly. But you're on a train. Yeah, well, I was on a train. And so had my train thing not messed up, you actually would have been here before the tradesman called and then you wouldn't have had to worry about the flujimi flam being That's true. messed up. But what happened was I got on the upfield train yep. to catch the train home, as I do many, many times the most relevant train yep arguably in fact no not arguably (laughs) definitively (laughs) geography exists yeah and uh just put my head down like i do started reading the day's news on my my phone or my whatever yeah i think it was my phone it was some one of your screens a device that i pulled out of a bodily crevice (laughs) (laughs) it's how i carry them yeah medical news (laughs) And so I put my head down and just zoned out. Yeah. Because I've, I've had this thing ever since I lived in Adelaide and had to catch the bus to uni where my body automatically knows where it is relative on public transport when it's a, a route that I take all the time. Impressive. So I have the ability to just look up at the exact moment that the train pulls up at Anstey train station. Everyone else just spontaneously applauds and you notice that they've parted to let you out of the door. Occasionally that happens. It's that guy. Not often. That guy knows where he is. (laughs) (laughs) 
So last night was head down reading the news and mm-hmm. just something just felt a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And then I look up and the sign on the top of the tr- – you know, it says the next station. Yeah. The next station is Footscray. <laughs> I just went, hang on a minute. Footscray's not on this line. That's inappropriate. So I had to get off and – it had just changed at some point from being an upfield train yeah. to being a water gardens train. So helpful. This has got to be riveting stuff for the people at home. It does. And <laughs> so, yeah, then I had Coming to... Coming up next, recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to backtrack to North Melbourne and then get the train, the next upfield train, which was a 15-minute wait or something stupid like that. Yeah. I was very unimpressed that the train just <laughs> changed routes halfway through the journey. And it's not the first time it's happened to me. And it happened to me about... I want to say about six months ago Mm. and I became really vigilant where at each stop on the city loop, I would look up outside the window as the train put up to make sure it still set upfield on the platform. Yeah. And then I've just, I've slacked off for a day (laughs) and just ended up in Footscray. Are you sure you hadn't slid into a fringe style parallel universe? I may have. Have you been to Footscray? It seems (laughs) a little bit like that. Or a time loop. Maybe in the future... Like, if in five years you mm. find yourself going, ah, oh, really, for whatever reason, maybe I want to try some, some African food, I'm going to catch the water gardens train and halfway through you look up and you're on the upway line. Wow. That could happen, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's a time-space distortion. Man, that's uh, it's pretty confronting. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. That guy who uh, knows where he is. Or does he? Hmm. Knows where he is in space, but does he know where he is in time? <laughs> does he know when? Seriously, we've got to talk about something else. Directed by JJ Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> what is the time? Or something? Who knows? Yeah. But it would be interesting. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Speaking of cinema's nerdy things, yep. I went and watched uh, The Hobbit 2, <sighs> Desolation of Smaug. Smaug? Is Smaug? that how you say it? It is how you say it. Is it's it? Smaug. Really? Yeah, man. I thought it was Smog. No, that's you're thinking of Desolation of Smog, the gritty documentary about um, urban global warming. No. Oh, no. I was thinking of the demolition of Smorgasbord, which is the last time you and I went to dinner <laughs> together. <laughs> you're thinking of the glorification of Smorgasbord. <laughs> this is the last time we went to lunch. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm going to get... I already have had backlash from people over my, what's Doctor Who all about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, this kitchen does look graffitied. <laughs> I'm going to get hate for this. I don't dig on Lord of the Rings. I don't like the books. And was like, have you read the books though? Like that's going to change my mind. Okay, the books are worse than the yeah. movie. I don't like Lord of the Rings. Have you spent heaps of time not liking it though? <laughs> <laughs> At least with the movies, I could go to sleep in the back of the cinema. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not a not a fan, but tell me about the desolation of Smaug. Just awful. Did I say that right? Smaug. Yeah, Smaug. I said, Smaug. It with a bit, said it with a bit of country twang on it. Desolation of the Smaug. Smaug that up. You. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um. <laughs> so that mo- Yeah, the movie was shit ass. Yeah. Just and look, it was I, three hours of your life you can't get back. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's problematic. I went to. Uh, don't worry, it was probably just them walking through a field for three and a half exactly. hours, commenting on how green the grass just was. Just eating, uh, which usually 
Three hours of eating. I'm into it, but not when there's a fourth wall between me and the <laughs> When you're participating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had uh, Christmas tradition with my sort of Broken Hill nerd squad, yep. who I miss dearly. Yep. Uh, the Boxing Day test, which is where we all get together on Boxing Day, uh, having had a Christmas day with our like, families or whatever. Yep. And then Boxing Day, get together and just play board games yep. all day as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was all like signed up for this and was like, I'm in from 9am till midnight, whatever it is, whatever is on the cards. And they were like, we're going to see Smaug <laughs> <laughs> at 11. Say it. And look, we, you know, they were like, if you come first thing in the morning, you can have bacon. And then we go to the cinema. Sold. Like, all right, cool. That's Smaug good. It down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went and watched the film. Yep. Having not seen the first one. Uh, and it's unapologetically one of those, the trilogy was made all at the same time movies, mm. which is like, it starts presumably whenever the last one finished. Like it just starts and it's like, anyway, blah, 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 blah. It's mm. in the middle of the narrative. And then it ends on like a, just a cliffhanger of like, oh, how are we going to get out of the swan? Oh, is this a trilogy? I yeah. thought they were only doing it as a two-parter. No, no. This they, is how much attention I paid they bunched it out. And that's the thing. By the time the first one came out, before I got to watch it, and I normally would watch it. Like yeah. I watched... The first Lord of the Rings trilogy, I watched them all on Boxing Day, quite excited about it. I've never watched them again and don't feel the need to. It's Boxing but Day 2008 and you finished on Boxing Day 2009. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah, enjoyed them but didn't feel like a repeat viewing was necessary. Mm. Uh, but by the time I went to watch The Hobbit, all the reviews were sort of united in saying, yeah, it's super long. It's not that good. The main criticism, which seemed to, which seems legit to me, is that it's like a, a novel that's about seven pages long and they've busted it out into a trilogy. Yeah. And having seen the second one, I can attest that that's certainly... Like every scene is like, oh, we could, we could get another 20 minutes out of this, I reckon. Was it you who told me that the first Lord of the Rings... What's the first one called? Um, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring could have been condensed into five-minute pre-credit scene or was that someone else I was talking to? No, it wasn't, but I want to <laughs> shake their hand. <laughs> Yeah, our audience is not coming back for another episode. <laughs> it's just not a fandom that I've ever... I read The Hobbit when I was a kid and I quite enjoyed it and I tried to go into Lord of the Rings and I wasn't in the frame of mind to do it at that age Yeah, and I've never gone back. Mm. And as I said, I liked the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Hobbit is kind of doing the same thing in terms of visual spectacle and sort of grandiose vistas and amazing locations and epic stories and stuff. But there's just less material to work with. The other ones had this energy that was coming from really having to rush through stuff and condense things and really energetically get through a big story quickly and interestingly. And this is the opposite. The thing I can't understand for the life of me is why they're still three-hour films. Like I get, oh, because Peter Jackson's lost his shit. Yeah, like I Man get needs to go back to making <laughs> Brain Dead and meet the Feebles. Brain Dead was awesome. I could ask for the Lord. <laughs> um, I get the trilogy thing. Like as much as I despise it, like financially, yeah. what a win. You yeah. know, get people to buy three tickets. But I don't understand why you wouldn't make like three like super lean ninety-minute films that just kick ass and bust through. And it's just like fucking. There's a dwarf, and then there's a dragon, and then there's a wizard. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a trilogy right there. Exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just really like nothing happens. So many characters rock up and they're just like, hey, I'm here to say things and fill time. All right. I'm out. See you later. That's what that's what the books were like, though. Yeah, I it's know. It's just doing a very literal interpretation of the books. And I want Gandalf to be more of a D&D wizard. Like he's one of those like... <laughs> like <laughs> 
is unfortunately what you would imagine a wizard would actually be like, like a mysterious person who has some otherworldly ability to just sort of understand things. Yeah. But he never shoots lightning out of his staff. What a chump. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Lightning staff. He can't detect evil in this one, which is pretty good, but that's one of you. That's like it's level cool. two. Yeah. I don't know. It's balls. Yeah. So I did that. It was great. What's the jellyfish thing in Tasmania at the moment? Do you know anything about this? They keep firing their magnums in the air. Ah, and knocking Batman out of the sky. Exactly. So I'm taking it you don't know anything about <laughs> the jellyfish. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I really don't. We'll leave that. We'll come uh, back to that another episode when I've had right. a chance to actually research what it's about as opposed to just relying on your usually <laughs> bizarre <laughs> it's explanations. Not, it's not that story from South Australia instead where all those fish ate all that jelly. Is that a real thing? Yeah, and Greenpeace had to go down and rub their little bellies until they got big <laughs> enough to go what back to the sea. Why do I do this show with you? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I sit in this chair, every time I sit in this chair, yeah. I'm just like, this is going to be amazing. And then you come up with something like the fish ate all the jelly and Greenpeace had to go rub their tummies. Yeah. <laughs> And that people only found out about the scandal because hospitals were filled up with, like, uh, wrist sprains from the volunteers. <laughs> You've got problems. <laughs> so you were talking even for I, some reason. Even I can't segue out of that. Yeah. I just read a book. Was it good? It was good. Uh, it was called World War Z. They made a movie of that. They did. Uh, a f- guy Our friend Nath, who mm-hmm. listens and... Offers various bits of feedback about the believability of Jawa Jedi's and yeah, whatnot. Jawa Jedi is a saint. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, he was telling me when he flew overseas last year that uh, he had the choice on the plane between World War Z and Man of Steel. Yeah, I think I actually mentioned this at the time. I think you have, but yeah, he watched World War Z based purely on our review of Man of Steel. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so you've read World War Z. I wed World War Gree. Slipped into Spanish. Except not really. Good backdoor brag. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally started speaking the other language I know. It's in part of my huge brain. Come gadgetas. (laughs) It's a great word. It's better than cookie monster. What is it? It's cookie eater. El monstro come gadgetas. Delicious. Tell us about World War Z, Professor Book Reader. Uh, I was trying to do that thing that you do when you... When I say something, you're like, tell us about it, Professor. But did it work? <laughs> it did. Cool. I feel smart. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how you feel every day. You're a nicer person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Yuggy, a guy I work with, came to me and was like, read this book. And uh, I originally, I don't know. Did he throw it at your head using the action that you've just used? Kind of. Cool. He was pretty excited. Cool. Uh, And I I read it primarily because I'm in a place where I need to prove to the universe that I can read books. Right. Uh, (laughs) Wasn't that what primary school was for? Yeah. And that proved the point, but. Now you just want to drive it home. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, now I'm under my own steam. Now that you're an acclaimed journalist. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's the same as when I left home and eventually had to go through the same thing with like, I've got to prove that I'm capable of eating vegetables. <laughs> like, once... <laughs> Were you living on a diet of only cookies? Well, <laughs> exactly. And then people came to talk to me from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Mm. Uh, but no. They're biased anyway. So I was like, yeah, I'll read this book. I didn't know anything about it. And I thought I'll just read it because I need to read a book. I read a lot of comics. Yes. And I make no apologies for that. They're amazing. Are you one of those people that calls them graphic novels? Just nah, so you can nah, feel. Nah, <laughs> no. It's infuriate. 
Good. The comic books, damn it. And it was really good, which works. Like, once you've committed to read a book, it's awesome when it's not shithouse. Yeah. I find. And I read it, and it's called, like, An Oral History of the Zombie War. Mm. So, it's sort of an overarching story about the zombie apocalypse. Uh, the zombie apocalypse. But it's all told. The concept is a journalist is going around the world after the fact, basically interviewing all the key players and just random people on the street. Yeah. And he sort of says in the beginning, like, you would have all read my sort of government-mandated report on the zombie war, uh, World War Z, as we would call it now. But this is all the leftover stuff, basically. So you don't get the boring chronological, this is everything that happened. It's all patched together from the human experiences on the ground. And it's it's basically a series of interviews, but it's propelled really, it's got a great energy to it because every interview was only like five pages max right so you get these little vignettes of here's a guy who fought in the battle where everything went super terribly awful and here's the person who probably got bitten by the first zombie in china and here's the people that tried to escape by submarine and it went very poorly and here's this happening and there's this and it's sort of it's all just really on its own nicely well-written packets of cool stuff but then at the end you accidentally end up with this sort of overall view of like quite a robust understanding of what happens. Yeah. Uh, I really recommend it. And I haven't okay. seen the film. I've heard it's terrible. Right. Um, I've heard pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And reading the book, I'm like, it's kind of like when you read a really good comic and you're like, this could <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back exactly. to comics. Uh, or when you watch a really good film, TV show, anything, you're like, this could only live in this medium, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yep. that, uh, like a lot of the freshness of the story because it's, you know, at the heart, it's a zombie tale. Like, we've all seen a lot of those, especially now. But a lot of the freshness is that device of going around the narrator. The single narrator is only there in, like, tiny snippets of, like, you just see him going, like, and then what happened? And how did you feel about that? You can't can't have a traditional Hollywood film like that because it's all just, like, you spend 10 minutes with this person, 10 minutes with this person. I'd love it if that was a film. It'd be interesting and weird, but I just can't see them... They won't get behind it. Yeah. It just has to be a massive action thriller. So I don't know what the... Um, and there's some obviously enormous set pieces in the book, which sound bloody terrifying. Yeah. Um, and he's quite good at doing that cool world-building thing where he just thinks about what would actually happen in a zombie apocalypse mm. and the ways that humanity would be completely unprepared for it. The zombie apocalypse is my second favourite end-of-the-world scenario. Oh, yes. And I'm behind it. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. You would you would welcome a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. I posted a thing the other day that basically said, when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm going to start stockpiling WD-40 because I swear these people get caught because they go through doors and the hinges squeak. Yeah. So before I go through every door, I'm just going to go on the hinges. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna survive the zombie apocalypse. Did when you no one post that because you had seen something in a zombie movie, or did you just open your door and be like, "This won't do in the zombocalypse"? Which one makes me sound cooler? Uh, that you just opened the door and were like, okay, "I'm that's always totally what happened." I was not lying on the couch watching Walking Dead. <laughs> You've just got four percent of your brain constantly ticking over. Like, yeah. but how is this relevant to the zombie yeah, apocalypse? Exactly. Exactly. What's number one? Oh, come on. Like you don't know. Transformer apocalypse? No, drones. <laughs> I'm hanging out for Skynet and the drones. That's why I want the Amazon drones. This is why I'm all pro-drone all the time is because that's going to be cool. Surviving the drone, upri- the machine uprising <laughs> as someone – because you know what I will reckon I'll be like? I'll well, be like, you know, there's always that human that the drones are like, oh, he's useful to us because I've got tech skills and stuff. You've got mad skills. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably go and work for the drones. 
But aren't you then betraying all of humanity? Yeah. Aren't you that asshole? Yeah. That you're like, why would anyone do that? That's Toad Sam. Are you hoping to be a drone? Or maybe a cyborg. <laughs> it could be like Deathlock. Deathlock? Yeah. Are no, you no, we can't get into comics too much because now we've actually got too much audio <laughs> for an episode. Uh, well, Deathlock's going to be in... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hooray! Which is hopefully a sign that it's becoming more of a cool comic book show and less of a boring people on a plane show. Did you see the, did you see the tweet <laughs> at us about our, uh, our dislike of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. living on a plane as a base? And was I don't know was that from, I did. It was from, uh, shout out to John in Sydney. Hi, John. Basically said, luckily these guys haven't played, I can't remember, it was one of the Splinter Cell games where they're basically based on a plane. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should play that. I've seen, I mean, good fiction can happen on a plane. Example? Air Force One. <laughs> With Harrison Ford? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was all I could think of. I reject your example. Lost is based around a plane ride. Yeah. But admittedly, most of the interesting stuff isn't on the actual plane. No. Uh, that top, Microsoft Flight Simulator you had as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, top Gun, yes. I actually didn't think you'd ever be able... After the first episode where you talked about me playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, yep. I didn't think you'd ever be able to work that into an episode <laughs> again. So kudos to you, You're sir. welcome. <laughs> My humiliation over the airwaves continues. I don't know why you find it so humiliating. Because you've taken the piss out of me about it. <laughs> It's just based in the shame that you were like, you should play this. And I think I just immediately nosedived it into the ocean over and over again. <laughs> I was like, where's the thing that just shoots radioactive butts out of it? I was too young for a flight simulator. Should I just make my blind joke again? Oh, fuck. I haven't hit record on your thing. <laughs> it's just me. One man podcast. Can I hit record? Oh, no, I have to stop it and then hit record again.